Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 77 of Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thank you so much for joining us. And welcome to all you new listeners. Good to have you here. My guest today is an Argentine tango dancer and performer. She's also a choreographer and an actress. She started dancing at the age of five and has a background in ballet, Israeli folk dancing, jazz, Latin, and contemporary. At age 16, she performed at the Teatro San Martin, which is one of the most prominent theaters in Argentina. She has performed in productions at the Spanish Repertory Theater, and in New York, she was nominated for two ACE Awards for Best Dramatic Actress. Over the years, she has appeared in a number of musicals, plays, films, and TV programs. In 2009, she rediscovered her love of tango and is now based in San Diego, California. She teaches her own classes and also travels to teach at various festivals. And with me now is Patricia Becker. Patricia, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, Patricia, you have been dancing since the age of five. So how did you fall in love with tango? That's a good question. It was not love at first sight. Oh, okay. It took me some time. Mm-hmm. So I was dancing different things. I, I started at five, but I started dancing ballet. And then I did a lot of Israeli folk dance. I started teaching when I was 16, wow. Israeli folk dance. So mm-hmm. my, my life was around movement and dancing. And I started, I did an audition for a company in Argentina called Sangre Latina. And there, one of the classes were tango. Mm-hmm. So I had to take those classes oh, okay. and I like it, but it was not, I was not in love with it. Okay. <laughs> I do remember, yeah, I have a lot of friends that were into tango and one of my boyfriend in that moment mm-hmm. was in tango. So I will go to the milongas, but it was okay. I will go because my friends were there, but I do remember around those times that I went to one milonga. And one of the teachers of the company mm-hmm. asked me to dance milonga, oh. the milonga rhythm. And I said, yes. And I still remember that sensation of moving exactly the way he wanted me to do. That was the sensation. That's mm-hmm. not probably what it happened. <laughs> but that was the sensation. And that I couldn't believe how I, how I was understanding everything. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that in that speed, I was able to understand something. Evidently, he was amazing. He was a really good dancer. Mm-hmm. I was a beginner and he was making me dance milonga. Wow. So he was really good. And that is one of the big memories. But I think at the moment, it didn't hit very hard. And it took a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still going to milongas. I was still take lessons, but not very deep. And when I moved to New York, I moved mm-hmm. to New York because I had a, a contract with a, with a company there, a theater company. I was mm-hmm. doing also theater. And I was part of the first play was Gardel. It was a musical about Gardel. And there I started dancing uh, again. And I went to a few classes in New York because I was invited to assist one of the teachers there, mm-hmm. Valeria Salomonov. Mm-hmm. And there I can see, I can say I fall in love. Oh. In that moment, it was there was no going back. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. It just grabbed me, and from then, I couldn't be free of tango. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you've, you've had so many experiences with other, with other dances, and it's kind of interesting how tango was in your life, but it wasn't until a little bit later when it really, exactly. really grabbed you. Well, but what I always say is, for me, tango, it's not a dance. It's mm. very different to the rest of the things that I've ever did. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a language, it's a way of communication, it's something very, very different. Mm-hmm. So I think it took time to understand because my mindset was in the movements, in the dance, in moving alone, in moving well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's much more than that. That is just a little bit right. of what tango is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for many people who, who are listening, they, they kind of view tango as almost a lifestyle. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So as you were learning dance or tango in general, so what's some really good or some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your teachers? Maybe not necessarily tango teachers, but just other teachers from other times in your life that have helped your tango. When you started asking me that question, something came to my mind that is not a direct answer to your question. But I remember at one point on my tango path that I felt, oh, that's it. I already know everything I needed to know. Mm -hmm. And after that, I started to learn. Mm -hmm. Before that, I didn't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) So there is this thing that, uh, and I was with a friend of mine that he, he's a tango teacher. And Mm -hmm. I told that to him and probably he didn't answer straight to me, Mm -hmm. but in himself, he knew and, I probably I pick up that mm-hmm. when you think you really know everything about tango, that is the point when you can really start learning because mm-hmm. actually you never finish learning. Right. You can all the time investigate something new and that's what it keeps it alive. Mm-hmm. And that's what it keeps it fresh, new, wanted to keep going mm-hmm. instead of getting bored. Yeah. It's, it's really deep. We have a big surface mm-hmm. with the basic things or even with advanced things. But that surface has a depth also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in each one of the steps, like just walking, you can go so deep, just a side step. You can go mm-hmm. so deep. Right. So even if you know to do a side step, you can investigate so much about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, a lot of people who are listening, they they find that when you connect well with the partner, all you really have to do is walk with them. Nothing really mm-hmm. fancy. It's just really that, that walk. Yes. Yeah, like you say. Yes. <laughs> it feels great. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have that unspoken part or mm-hmm. of the dance that you cannot really describe the only way of describing it is just with poetry. Yeah. Yeah. So, Patricia, how did you come to start teaching tango more regularly? Well, when I was in New York, as I said to you, mm-hmm. some teachers started to ask me to assist them in the classes. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoy, especially this teacher that I was telling you, Valeria, Valeria Solomonov. Mm-hmm. It was so much joy. I can feel the joy that 
she had it by teaching. Mm -hmm. And I also enjoy a lot being there with her and learning from watching her teaching. And I think it kind of happened. Mm -hmm. It was not that I choose. I think it chose me. Then I met Tony Meredith and Melanie Lapatin, which are ballroom icons here in United States. Mm -hmm. And they have a big studio in Times Square. And they asked me to teach at their studio. So I started to teach for them. Mm. And that's it. I loved it. I loved the interaction with the people. Mm -hmm. I loved the way it was able to change their lives in a positive way. Mm -hmm. uh, there were challenges. But those challenges were part of a learning process that will make them grow. And they, it was so clear. And that gave me and still gives me so much satisfaction mm -hmm. because the things you can apply, that the things you need to learn in order to make your dance better, mm -hmm. you can use them for life, for yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So New York is a beautiful city, but now you are in wonderful San Diego. What yes. brought you from one coast to the other? I got tired of the cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good reason to move to, to San Diego. Yeah. So... The wonderful thing about tango, Patricia, as you know, is we're, we're very free to interpret the music in, in any way we want. But at the same time, the dance, it can be very challenging for, for beginning students. So what advice do you have for beginners in learning how to interpret the music? First of all, we need to learn to listen. Mm -hmm. That is a big thing. Listening is not a doing. It's not something that we have to do that doesn't have an action on, that we have to put effort. Mm -hmm. Listening is receiving. Mm -hmm. So that it's the first challenge, to be able to receive the music in ourselves, to receive the music in our bodies and to feel the music in ourselves. Mm -hmm. That can be a very easy exercise that you can do just by sitting down mm -hmm. and letting the music tickles your you. <laughs> tickles you and where it tickles it tickles here it tickles there and what is telling you mm -hmm. so it's a sensory perception mm -hmm. a lot of times we're not used to that mm -hmm. we try to eliminate that area in our life sometimes and it's mm -hmm. like okay i have to understand it oh, yeah. you cannot understand a sensation mm -hmm. you cannot understand a feeling you have to go and be with that and learn what it has to say to you mm -hmm. That's for me is the way of understanding tango music. That is, you have to feel it. That's what we said in Argentina. You have to feel it. And a lot of people is like, what do you mean? It's a sensory perception. Mm -hmm. We have to, for a moment, stop trying to understand. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to control what I have to do. Because every time I need to step on the beat and I want to understand or control or get it, you're going to be late. Mm. You have to go to a sensory perception, to a kinesthetic perception. Mm -hmm. Where can you feel the music? And there are a lot of exercises in that sense. I can feel it in, in my belly. I can feel it in my chest because it's their waves mm -hmm. where it's resonating for you. Mm -hmm. And from there, allow the music to move you, even very simple, by just walking or by just tapping, sitting down, mm -hmm. just tapping and start moving you. I always say, I love music. Mm -hmm. uh, I, yes, I'm a big lover of music. And I always say it's the higher art mm -hmm. because it's the only art that will move you. 
Mm. The rest you have to move in order to go see them, mm-hmm. painting or dancing. Mm-hmm. But music moves you if you let let it. Yeah, yeah. That's really that's. I like what you said about that. Not not forcing yourself to try to understand, but just listen and feel it. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I find that sometimes it's sitting and listening to the music and let yourself be put into this meditative state. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And actually, as a meditator, I believe that what people fall in love in tango is that, the meditative state. Yeah. Yeah. You get into a state that is different than the regular, Mm -hmm. than the common day. And as soon as you feel that, you want to feel it again. Mm -hmm. You want to be there again. Absolutely. And it's so nice to be in that zone and exactly and to not have your phone around you right <laughs> <laughs> well you forget about the phone exactly yeah as it exists mm-hmm. good so patricia you also have a very extensive background in acting <laughs> so how has your acting background helped crossed <laughs> over with you and in, in when it comes to performing tango i think uh it has to do with interpreting emotions mm-hmm. so as an actor you find that you have to go through certain emotions mm-hmm. and you re, you learn how to tap into it and how to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you learn that it's not a big deal to go through those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think that is something that I enjoy during performances, but also when, when I'm dancing socially, mm-hmm. is to tap into these emotions that the music is bringing. Mm-hmm. and to be able to share it in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes me think of an answer on another interviewee. Last time I was talking to um, a DJ, and he said he had a teacher who told him, yeah, just when you're listening to a tango song, let it you know, make you remind you of an emotion and then dance while thinking of that emotion. And exactly. yeah, and it, it kind of came, he came up with something you know, different. It just looked different than what it was, even though it was the same song. So... Yeah, so so we sort of thought of it as almost almost like kind of like method acting a little bit. Yes, totally. Well, for example, in opera Mm -hmm. uh, or in musicals, they say that the emotion is so strong, Mm -hmm. the emotion that the actor has to embody is so strong that they cannot express it in another way than by singing it. So that's the concept. It's like it's so strong, it's so big that you cannot just speak it or express it. You just have to sing it. Mm. In the same way with tango, it's like the emotion is feeling you and the way is by moving it, mm-hmm. by moving with your partner through that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a really great way of understanding it. And I think that uh, the answer is a lot of mystery. People say, why do I love this so much? And then it's because... Yes. Yeah, the emotion can only be expressed through that movement. Yeah. Yes. What do we need to know? Why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah Just yeah. enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sticking with uh, with a topic of students, Patricia, what are what are some good ways, in your opinion, for advanced students to help the beginner students? The first thing is to let them make mistakes. Mm. Because if I try to, if you try as an advanced student, correct everything that you are sensing at that moment, Mm -hmm. that person is going to leave after five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Because we cannot handle that. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is, I know that you know, Mm -hmm. but they don't. 
and they can just handle a little amount of information at a time. Mm. So you give them a little tip and then you let them do in the state that they are, you let them do. And there is not one recipe. Every person is different. So mm-hmm. if an advanced student, you try to help somebody, mm-hmm. be open to the other. Be open to sense what do they need to learn. What can they learn in that moment and not what you want to teach. Mm-hmm. That is the big thing. Mm. Every time you teach, it's not about what you want to say, it's what they need to hear. Mm. It's what they need to know in that moment. Yeah. That make I feel it makes a big difference when, when we're teaching. A lot of time we have this passion, this wanting to share, and it's so much, but it's about ourselves. It's not about the other. Ah, okay. So as a teacher, we need to learn how to change that Mm -hmm. how to shift that it's not what you want to say of course we can add a little bit of that of course but it's going to be there if you love it it's gonna be there even if you don't say anything Mm -hmm. so it's what the person in that moment needs to hear and needs to know and sometimes it's very little Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not even any word at all Mm -hmm. just by doing we are receiving information. Just mm-hmm. an advanced student can just dance slow, clear, and it will give much more information than a thousand words that they can speak. Yeah, yeah, that's really it's really good. I, I think that you're absolutely right. When sometimes we get so excited to to help somebody, it's we're, we're thinking more of ourselves and the other person's needs, and that's important for all yeah. of us to remember. Yeah. Yeah, so through all your years of teaching, Patricia, what have you learned from your own students? Oof, every day I learn. Mm -hmm. Every day I learn. The first thing, the big aha that I had Mm -hmm. is that everybody perceives in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it's so different. It can be so, so different Mm -hmm. than when we perceive that somebody, I don't know, it's sometimes we get upset and it's like, oh, come on. How come this person is not feeling that is mm-hmm. squeezing my hand, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. And we, some people cannot perceive certain things and they can perceive other ways, mm-hmm. other things. So that is one of the biggest things that I learn from my students that I, and I keep learning and I get fascinated also. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious. So I get fascinated but to understand how everybody perceives and how different each person learns, mm-hmm. that is one of the biggest things I can say. Yeah. It opens up the world. Like my world, the way I perceive is not reality. It's not mm-hmm. the way it is because everybody mm-hmm. is perceiving in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to be able to meet at that point is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just really fascinating to just just to learn the way somebody else thinks, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Patricia, it's it's sometimes we come across students who really fall in love with tango, and they express interest in wanting to do some performing themselves. So, for those out there listening who are you're thinking about wanting to try performances, what what are some tips that you might have for them? Practice. Mm-hmm. Practice a lot finding somebody that you can practice and communicate well, Mm -hmm. finding exactly why do you want to perform also? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is the reason? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. that is very, very important. And exploration and curiosity. Mm-hmm. Not trying to, to copy somebody. Mm-hmm. Trying to find what are your strengths mm-hmm. and use them. And also explore other things because we have certain sets that were, are certain things that are easier for us and it's mm-hmm. great to explore and to use them. Mm-hmm. And then we can also explore the things that are not easy mm-hmm. and question what are those things. Uh, I, I also do Feldenkrais. I'm, I'm doing the training in Feldenkrais and there you have to learn a lot of how the body works. Mm-hmm. That is a very important part. Mm-hmm. Uh, not fundamental, but it's a very important part. We have, I always say, we have these amazing machines, mm-hmm. these bodies, and most of the time we just read just the introduction of the manual and then we forget the rest. Uh-huh. And there are so many things that we're capable of doing and we don't know. Mm-hmm. So to explore the abilities, the ways, the different ways that we can move through a movement, mm-hmm. that is the, our technical tool. In every art, you have a technical part and then you have this other part that is the expression, your mm-hmm. own expression. Mm-hmm. But in order to express well, we always need to go and fine-tune our instrument. Mm -hmm. In this case, our instrument is the body. Mm -hmm. So I personally am all the time fine-tuning it. And I know it's, I I have to keep working. It's never Mm -hmm. ending. And I keep discovering. Yeah. And you can keep changing the way you dance. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to perform, Mm -hmm. you can start with certain style. You can start with certain way of dancing. Mm -hmm. Don't get stuck in that. There are so many possibilities. Keep exploring. As an artist, if there is, if you paint, you're mm-hmm. not going to paint all your life the same way. It's going to be boring. Right. You go through phases. Mm-hmm. That investigation, that curiosity, is fundamental if you want to perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, related to that, you also mentioned that you know we have to learn to dance our own way, not try to dance like like somebody else. And I know it's really easy to get inspired by other performances and other dancers. And, uh, you know, I, I remember myself and I think other people listening might have done the same thing. We try to we make the mistake of trying to imitate too much the way somebody else dances instead of, um, you know, learning and sort of or accepting the way that we move. Um, how, how did you how did you discover that? Like your own your own style, your own uh, your own way of doing things. Well, I I made the mistake. I tried to be like somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when I realized mm-hmm. everything that I can express is because I already made the mistake. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and as I said, I'm very curious, and I'm changing. Uh, I think I'm changing all the time. There are some moments that it feels there for some period of time that this is something that I I want to explore. And then I, I look at the videos and then I realize, well, this is not exactly what I like. And especially now with the, with the knowledge of Feldenkrais. So I'm all the time fine-tuning, mm-hmm. all the time fine-tuning. And as a performer, it's hard to be happy with what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, it is. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. It's very, very hard, but basically, yes. 
curiosity, keep going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. keep working. Yeah. Nowadays, mm-hmm. my my energy is more into exploring ways of teaching, ways of learning, ways mm-hmm. of understanding body movements, ways of expressing music mm-hmm. than the performance in itself. I see. Mm-hmm. Right now, that is from where my interest is is pushing me through. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit. There are a lot of people listening who are thinking of making the trip down to Buenos Aires to dance. What are What's some advice you have for people who have maybe been only dancing in the U.S. and they're eager to, to go down to, to Argentina to dance? What's, what's some advice that you have about perhaps the differences or do's and don'ts, that kind of thing? Well, it's a very big question mm-hmm. because it depends on so many things. Yeah. It depends, well, how easy it's for you to make friends, if you speak the language. There are so many things that we have to think. Nowadays, there are uh, a few teachers organizing trips that I think that it's a beautiful idea. You go with a group of friends and you experience there Mm -hmm. and then you get to know, like the first time you get to know Mm -hmm. uh, what is going on. And then the next time Mm -hmm. you already make friends, making friends there, it's easier. (laughs) (laughs) and it's very beautiful in that Mm -hmm. sense Mm -hmm. but to go with a team to go with a group of friends that Mm -hmm. is i think it's it's very nice Mm -hmm. for me it's a little bit difficult to say in the sense that okay i i know people i i'm not from buenos aires but i'm from cordova i have family i have Mm -hmm. friends i know how to Mm -hmm. navigate the city (laughs) but i think the idea will be that and of course Mm -hmm. go to take lessons Mm-hmm. Find a school, find a teacher that you like there, that it's very important. And from there, you're going to meet people in the class. And then you ask, where they, are they going to dance? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go with them. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a good way also. Okay. Yeah, I just out of curiosity, you said you're from, from Cordoba. Is there, a, is there also a tango community there? Yes, that's where I started dancing. I was okay. not in Buenos Aires. I was in Córdoba. Mm. It, it, it is a tango community. Mm. Uh, it's not as big as Buenos Aires, but it's mm. a very sweet. Uh, I really enjoy dancing mm. in Córdoba every time I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, very sweet, very good tango community. And we're also strong with folklore, mm. with chacarera, samba. Okay. That is also something. Yeah, nice. Yeah, because I figured... You know, Buenos Aires must be fun, but there's got to be other places, hidden gems, as we, as they say. Yes, yes. Buenos Aires, it's great. And it's amazing to, to experience that energy. Again, as I said, when I go to Cordoba, it's mm-hmm. very sweet. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes with tango, they might, they, it can be another interest mm-hmm. when you're dancing in a milonga. Mm-hmm. Not just the pure pleasure of dancing. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in Cordoba, I feel like there is this big, big and nice sweetness of dancing there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you go to Argentina, that is also something nice to do. Yeah. You can take a bus or take a plane and go to another city and yeah. enjoy tango in another cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I love what you said earlier, how you're always challenging yourself. You're always discovering new things. What's something new recently that you've learned that's, that's been exciting for you? Uh-huh. I'm exploring, this has to do basically with body mechanics. Mm-hmm. And through Feldenkrais, I'm exploring 
how the force can travel through our body. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, how I can connect to the other and allow the impulse to travel through my full self Mm -hmm. and not just to one part of myself. Okay. I don't know if it's easy to explain. It's very easy to show it, but (laughs) 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 we just have this, the the voice right now. But this is an exploration how I can use an impulse that somebody's giving me mm-hmm. in the dance and I can use it to go through my full body oh. and not just to one part and how how many parts of myself I can use okay. in order to create a movement that it's going to be smoother. Mm-hmm. Because I always give the example of the cartoons. Okay. The way they used to do it before is... You have these images and the movement was created by moving, by creating different images that mm-hmm. it will uh, give the illusion of movement. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you create just a movement, let's say to move the arms from up down mm-hmm. and you create that movement in a cartoon mm-hmm. with just four images, mm-hmm. that movement is going to you will perceive it like chopped, like not smooth, right. not clear. Mm-hmm. But if you add 500 images mm-hmm. to the same movement, it mm-hmm. will look smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with ourselves. Mm-hmm. If I just go from point A to B to C without exploring what is in between, mm. the movement is not going to be smooth. Okay. And as I always say, dancing happens in between, mm-hmm. not when you get somewhere. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So how, what I'm doing in that in between? Mm-hmm. How many parts of myself I'm using? Mm-hmm. How I'm using myself? Am I using myself as an integrated body mm-hmm. or the arm is kind of away from me and the arm is moving by itself? And mm-hmm. when the skeleton starts to move like a, union very integrated it looks really graceful yeah and it's effortless yeah nice yeah i like the analogy of the cartoon you use i'm actually an animator so really <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about yeah great yeah. well i'm not so if i made a mistake i'm so sorry no, no I, that's a really good way of understanding it like it's how you say the dance happens between the two points of arrival let's say if you're standing and then you take a side step you, know, you don't just go from here to there, but like you said, no. you, it's what happens in between, and, and that can be really, really savored <laughs> in many ways. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Great. So, Patricia, what are some future projects you're working on? My project is to keep growing the school. This mm-hmm. year, we've, we've started the school with a new name. Okay. The name of the school is called Desir Tango. Desir Tango, Okay. The Sir Tango, the Sir means to say. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to learn tango as a second language, mm. a way of communication, not just a dance, mm-hmm. a way of communicating. So the project is to keep growing into that, to try to see if we can explore other areas that in which we can help people through tango. Mm-hmm. That will be part of my interest also. Okay. And I'm also having, starting a new project with a group of people here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. 
that they're doing some pop-up Argentinian events. Mm -hmm. So they are taking some different restaurants mm -hmm. at each time and they're creating these Argentinian events with Argentinian food and bringing part of the culture and br bringing tango into that. So I'm very excited about that. Great. It's a very creative project and uh -huh. probably it will involve some filming and mm -hmm. some other surprises that I'm not allowed to say right okay. now. <laughs> All right. So, so things to look forward to. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Patricia, this has been a lot of fun. So where do we find out more about you online? Uh, at thesirtango.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is the, the name of our school. And we are there in San Diego for now. Mm -hmm. We have lessons Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we have a practical Thursday, which nice. is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We explore sometimes some alternative music once a month. Okay. A few weeks ago, we did a showcase with the students. The idea was simply to show what we've been learning. Mm -hmm. So we didn't work with choreographies. We just showed the result of a process. Okay. And it was a lot of fun. All right, Desir Tango, and I'll have that in our show notes so people will be able to look it up and learn more about you. Excellent. Thank you so much, Joe. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Hope to meet you in person sometime. Yes, of course. All right. Thank you for the fun conversation, Patricia. We touched upon a lot of topics, and one big thing that stuck out to me was her thoughts on understanding musical interpretation. That we should just listen to tango music and let it affect us. Let it create a natural reaction in our bodies and minds. To understand tango music, we should let go of the impulse to consciously control our reaction. And we shouldn't insist on concrete right or wrong answers. Just listen and feel. Our reaction to certain songs will be our own, and it won't necessarily be the same as somebody else's. Another point that Patricia brought up had to do with emotional expression. She mentioned that opera singers are so into their craft that the only way they can fully express their feelings is through singing. And tango operates on a similar principle. It can stir up feelings inside us to the point where the only way to express them is through the dance. Now, from time to time, we all need to release our emotions, whether they be positive or negative, and doing that through tango can be very helpful because, well, that, that's pretty much what the dance was meant for. And I also liked what Patricia said about helping beginners, that we need to be careful with our enthusiasm and we need to avoid being selfish. Helping beginners begins with their needs, not ours and we don't necessarily have to say much. Even if we're doing something as simple as walking with the beginner, they'll sense our enthusiasm and it will be helpful. So thank you again, Patricia, for sharing your thoughts and for your time. And thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch, feel free to send an email to wisconsintango at gmail.com. Once again, that's wisconsintango, all one word, at gmail.com. Always appreciate that feedback. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and give it a five-star rating and review. That helps as well. Okay, that wraps up another episode of Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.